Welcome back, back to Hotels Two Bros. I am Angel. I'm a Don, and we have a special female guest, Kimberly. Hi. This is our DCness review of Peacemaker. Spoilers. At the time we're recording this, we just finished this season finale, eight episodes on HBO Max, starring John Cena, Mr. T-1000 himself, Robert Patrick. It is written and directed by James Gunn. Not all episodes directed. All episodes are written by James Gunn. To rattle off the names of the cast, you were right. It is Robert Patrick, who is the T-1000 from Terminator. Jennifer Holland she paid Amelia Harcourt. I don't know. I Harcourt. always call her. I, I call her hardcore. Hardcore. <laughs> Freddie Stroma, who played uh, Adrian Chase, aka Vigilante. Uh, Newt Lee, who played Judo Master. Uh, Danielle Brooks, who played Leota Adebayo. And obviously, he doesn't like him. I feel like he doesn't like her character that much. And then there was Allison Araya, who played Amber Calcaterra. That rattled off off of there. I, th I feel like that was a different character. But who was the blonde? A few moments later. That was Jennifer Hart. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then Abu, um, what's her name? Abu Yaya? Abu, Abu who? Adebayo. Abu Dhabi? Adebayo. Um, Adebayo. That was her wife's name. Yeah. Oh, so that might be so, that's yeah. the wife so, that the Allison was the wife. That's no, no. Elizabeth Ludlow was the wife. Annie Chang was oh. Sophie Song. The, the detective. The detective. She Chuck, was the only Asian. <laughs> Chuck Weedy Iwuji, and sorry if I mispronounced that, was Murr. And then Steve Agi was John Economos. It's an all-star cast because I can keep going down the list of names in all honesty. These are guys who've been in different roles and different performances that are memorable. Well, but two of the two of the cast were in the in a suicide. A few moments later, three. Mm -hmm. Our court. Mm-hmm. Peacemaker. Uh, oh, okay, Peacemaker. Yeah. John Economist. And the nerd. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Die beer. Oh, his origin story was great and sad. It's very sad. Yes. Okay. Off the, the bat. bat. You like it or not like it? I actually like the show. Kim. Yes, I really liked I it. I like the show too. James Gunn knocked it out of the park. And since we were watching this season, as well as Book of Boba Fett, this kicked Book of Boba Fett out of the park. A lot more enjoyable. It is a polar opposite of what Boba Fett was bringing to the table. In all honesty. Right. Apples and oranges, but they're both fruit. They're both part of the pop culture. I would definitely welcome multiple seasons, Peacemaker and with Boba Fett. Granted, was just announced that season two will be coming. Oh, nice. Now, as I mentioned before, there was eight episodes. Fortunately, I didn't watch it a second time. Couldn't write down how many action scenes. I liked it. I love how Don Cena brought Peacemaker life. Mm -hmm. In the comics of a vigilante, his, his sidekick, if you will, or his sidekick wannabe, he was more reserved. He was more quiet. He wasn't so loud and wanting to be long. He was a loner. Talk about vigilante. I mean, it, it, correct me if I'm wrong. When you, we first start watching the show, from what you explained to me, vigilante was kind of like, he's like a cross between Batman and Noir from uh, The Boys, where he not like it was too extreme. He was just like, I, I had a job. I'll do it. I'm very quiet. I don't do anything. Uh, where this guy was right. like, I'm pretty much a sociopath and I have fun killing people, but I just choose to kill bad guys. He was more like a Dexter. Yeah, but he kind of was like a recluse Dexter in the thing that he he wanted Peacemaker kind of like all to himself. Well, he was more in the sense of he was trying to do that dual identity thing. 
Mm-hmm. You know, separate vigilante, separate ace. Mm-hmm. So he was doing that. He was trying to, and he got injured. <laughs> you know, he exposed his face, which I, I did, did like, like in episode two or one when he they get captured and he's trying to hide his identity, but he's scrunching his face all around. Like it was good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I forget what episode that was, but it was when they were trying to cut off his toe. Two. Right to go back, back to, to the premise of the story for those who have not seen it. It's a spinoff directly of James Gunn's The Suicide Squad. Peacemaker was hospitalized, and where it goes into the series. That's where we pick up. He's on the hospital bed. He wakes up and. Through that, he gets a little rebirth or he had an oath where he'll kill. It doesn't matter who he kills as long as it's in order to remain peace, which is kind of hypocritical. His saying was, be a man, woman or child. It doesn't matter how many he has to kill in order to keep the peace. So he gets recruited for like a small mission, Project Butterfly, mm-hmm. where there are aliens, violence, vulgarity, comedy ensue. Pretty much the James Gunn recipe. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty much sex, drugs, and rock and roll. Very little in the drugs. Which they do pay homage to all of that through the music. Because that's the big thing, especially, I forgot which episode it was, was the whole, their argument over music. Probably episode two or three after he Uh, met. I think it was episode seven or six. A few moments later. No, it was like, uh, it was when they were invading the factory and they were in the, in the, the van and they're talking about the music. Uh, I would say that's Mm -hmm. about uh, episode maybe four or five but yeah it is mm-hmm. with the chainsaw and the bear the gorilla it was the chainsaw and the gorilla and then they did it in early on in episode two when he was going through the records mm-hmm. right after he got laid person was also a butterfly he was like sweet all yeah, the records that he could i was a big fan of john cena during the wwe days and seeing him now like how much he has improved like i dare say john cena is not afraid to take chances We've seen movies with where he's an imbecile, a dumb jock. We see that one with what? Friendship? Was that one we saw on Hulu? Friends Vacation or something like that. Oh, so like, yeah. And he's That's, done serious roles, but he's done a lot lately of comedy. I mean, I would dare say it, it gives me vibes like The Rock's early performance coming out and doing movies. He was taking a lot of chances. He wasn't doing as much action. Like he was doing action, but he was also doing comedy. He was juggling back and forth between the two. Uh, and so like his earlier films dealt with a lot more comedy than they do now when you think about it. But John Cena has been around for a while. True. He first got on doing like the Marine, which was a WWE production. Yep. That's one of the earlier ones he did. And then he started progressing more and more into mainstream. And like one of his big ones was with when he was with that movie with Amy Schrumer, uh, Trainwreck. Yeah. A lot of the stuff he has done is comedy and is making fun of on his expense. Yes. He has not really done a dramatic piece. Peacemaker is pretty damn dramatic. You can see the psyche of the character. He see his ups and downs, especially the, his relationship with father mm-hmm. and what he's dealing with, with uh, his brother's death. Not just that, yes. also from the movie. They they don't forget Suicide Squad. There's impacts no. of that movie that impact this character. Like the one scene when he's back in his trailer and he's, you know, literally hitting himself and, yeah. and, and he's crying and he's like, I'm just trying to make friends. And, you know, and like I keep like putting this on them and I keep doing this. And then it was either in that scene or like on another scene, but they're both very similar where he remembers about Rick Flagg and he goes, right, Rick, right. Rick Flagg is a right peacemaker. What a joke. And, you know, 
he has a lot of insecurities. Right. I mean, it, it makes sense that they go back to that movie since James Gunn also wrote and directed that movie. And I'm glad that James Gunn really got involved because sometimes when you have a spinoff story, usually the creator of that original film just takes on the executive producer role. They don't get involved in the writing or the directing. Here, James Gunn just took over and just fleshed out a great story of a new character or an anti-hero that we saw. Actually, several, Actually, several characters. Well, several mm-hmm. characters, but yeah. also like two, like, you know, the, the, the low-grade characters. Like Vigilante was never really popular or made a A-list. It was like a Mr. Silas Peacekeeper also was like that. Mm-hmm. And with his writing and directing, he made these two characters likable, enjoyable, and able to stand on their own, especially the ending of the season finale, which was awesome. You know, you know awesome. the one you're talk- he's talking yeah. about, right? Yeah. Uh, I was like, what? But before we get to that, you have some really good acting. The guy who was hired and replaced as a the sheriff. Oh, the skinny in, guy. He came yeah. in. The tall, skinny guy. Oh, and took over as yeah. sheriff. He was disturbing. Yo, not just disturbing, but he was awesome. He's been in a lot of sci-fi shows and a lot of. Yeah. He is a stellar, creepy character. Remember, um, there was a sci-fi show called Van Helsing, where it was a female Van Helsing. Yeah, he played a um, vampire that was like a sociopathic serial killer. That was like stalking, literally stalking was, Van Helsing. It's crazy. There was there was one scene where he that where he was like laughing and his face looked exactly like Joker's mm-hmm. face, without the makeup or anything. Just you you just see it and you're like, oh my god, like wow. What well, was, was that? Was that? It was an outtake. No, that wasn't. Was it, yeah. it was a. No, it was no, it was, no, it was a post credit. No, that was the one that where they're walking down the was hallway it? after everybody got possessed by the. I know exactly what she's talking about because his grin was. Oh, that, was, that yeah. Oh, the yeah, the, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you even made it. You even said it. So. Right. No, but I'm talking about when they showed a post credit when he had he was standing by or kneeling by one of the dead oh, cops. He's trying to oh, pretend yeah. to cry. Dead deputies. So yeah, yeah he's, he's expecting them to come. So he's trying to get into character. And so he's trying to cry, but he starts laughing. Like he just like, because he's so numb, which was great because he see the range that he's going through in that two minute clip. If that was a two minute clip, it's probably even less, but you saw his range. Oh, you got to imagine how many clips they have. Uh, yeah, uh, because they only show you uh, at the end credits of every episode what you think mm-hmm. sometimes are actual like scenes but sometimes you're mm-hmm. like outtakes and you're like these are just ad-libs they have to be when the same guy he was at the press conference talking about peacemakers journal against spoilers, oh, oh, oh he's like oh, yeah, yeah you gotta swing at the hips you know c- you know cleanliness <laughs> is you, next to godliness and i'm right next to him <laughs> if you're watching it again, you'll notice like the deputies in the back are trying not, not to laugh. laugh. I've watched that. They're, oh, one yeah. of them broke. They're trying to laugh. Oh yeah, the one on his uh, left. He was breaking like left and right. I was sad that he got taken over by the butterfly. Yeah. But in light of the story, you had to. Was there any specific scenes that we liked? I know exactly what uh, I liked, and it happened every episode. The opening credit scene. Oh, the yeah. Open, that is such a great opening credit. I've literally mm-hmm. gone through a day and I played it on loop and listened yeah. to it and like and seen people do like uh, on YouTube and mm-hmm. other stuff where they'll try to imitate their dance or do whatever. But that song was uh, the song is called Do You Want to Taste It by Wigwam. <laughs> And they're coming in and if again, people, if you haven't watched the show, just watch the trailer uh, or watch the opening yeah. credit scene alone. 
you'll mm-hmm. get mm-hmm. a weird idea of how the show is because they're all right. serious. They all maintain complete composure as they're doing like this family guy esque kind of dance routine. John Cena comes out doing like this great gorilla ape maneuver and everybody's trying to do their little jig. It's they're like expression all dancing or there's that um, form of dancing that um, um, that was really popular at one point. It's like interp- it's like no. interpretive dance. Yeah, interpretive yeah, interpretive dance. Uh-huh. Well I liked about opening credit dance number is that every major player is in it. Can I do my favorite? Yes. Eagly. However they do him, it's like you just you just love him. You want to give him a hug too. You couldn't really tell it was CGI. There was times mm-hmm. I was like wondering if that they were using actual practical effects for Eagly. Probably had to at certain times, but I mean, that's an eagle. They're vicious. Even its personality was just like totally great. No, it was awesome. Because cause even like in the in the beginning in the credit, it would show up. All of a sudden, it would be like moving like to to the spot where it's supposed to be like because it was off. And so it would like right. move move over closer to Xena. It was just it was just so cute. It was uh, like, either it was like it, either it was off the spot or it was trying to be in the center of attention. It was yeah, exactly. Or and yeah. the, and I love the fact that if they were wanted to have him like express like kind of emotion, they make him breathe heavier because if you're watching that uh, the intro. He gets into the center. He's like, opens up his wings like this. He's like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like he's excited <laughs> and he's breathing heavy. I'm like, wow, that's a yeah. that's a nice little touch. Yeah, it was very smart how they did him. Do you have a favorite moment oh. or like th- aspect of the show? Because you, you were just a moment ago just praising everything about it. <laughs> well, I know that's what I'm saying. It's kind of hard to to really pinpoint. Uh, Judo um, master? No, oh, I hated him. Uh, <laughs> And I'll, I'll explain why, but anyway, yeah, there's like two things I did not like of, of the series and he's one of them. Okay. Um, the chemistry of the, of the characters, all great, especially him and Vigilante and him with Economos, Artcourt and Economist. Yeah. So there's like all separate, like he had his bond with those three separately and four, if you want to consider, um, I want to consider her. Which I also did not was fond of. Yeah, but when he was with, when he had his his time with Vigilante, mm-hmm. there you saw he was like a big brother. And with with Economist, he was the bully, but he was also endearing towards him. His relationship with Harcourt, you know, there there was a sexual tension there. He's re, he respects her. Mm-hmm. He, he he makes it. He keeps it professional. And of course, his relationship with his father is another. You know, he treats each. Yeah. yeah, there's layers of peacemaker, and he approaches it differently with each one. Okay, I have to say the, fight? the fightings were good. The fightings were good. Yeah, but what I liked, I have to say, is when he's trying to escape with all the records. <laughs> I found uh, that funny when he goes into that house to the apartment. Yeah, and he does a couple of therapy with him. Wow, he's. Uh, yeah, he's trying to, by then he's trying to jump off and with vigilante and they end up with a threesome well, <laughs> well she, she did yeah. anyway yeah with oh, vigilante okay. and him but when he's trying to escape he falls and lands because his body is not like well, he's, healed yeah he's he just got out the hospital right which found it funny that like, he jumps and lands it but then the sheriffs and then the, the deputies they find him it's like he's hiding low and they can see him that dome is so shiny so any light hits it see it every episode was great every episode was done extremely well what about anything you did not like at first i wasn't a big fan of the detectives like detective sophie who was the who later became goth her character or performance actually blossomed more at when she was possessed by goth than when she Mm -hmm. wasn't so as an actress, I liked her, but like 
the detective character I was not a big fan and as well as uh detective larry her partner and i like that actor too the guy who plays him he's been yeah. in other roles a lot just, of comedy roles too yeah they just happen to make him like no offense the, the dumb guy uh the dumb detective partnered up with the smart detective who's always straight i think they took turns on that so was there something like a show say that was weak and he's like really that's what you came up with mm -hmm. and then and vice versa i can i can kind of see that was but like, it was definitely was balance. more at least i picked up more on his character side than on hers granted it was like his character was trying to lighten the mood for her because she was always just serious anything else? for me i was actually not a problem with adebayo uh her character i was okay with it i would have loved more of uh interaction between him is oddly enough his father's past or whatnot is like his father you get it uh like a background the white his, dragon the white dragon so the white dragon technically wasn't the character's father in the comics in the comics like it was a different oh. character it was like but he was a, in one version it was like a a nazi general or something like that that traveled to the states or whatever but that was a different you know, like a while back ago that doesn't really translate now white dragon is mm -hmm. a character in the comics who turned out to be a supremacist or someone that was like that and pretty much was doing like what peacemaker was accused of at the beginning of the series targeting minorities and attacking them and saying these are the real criminals. Well, I mean, I would have found it interesting if they kind of twisted it to make it more true to how that character is in the comics. And like, that's why Peacemaker mm -hmm. kind of also went down that path. Yeah, my father, you know, believed it was better to, you know, go after these. I don't go after minorities. I go after peace in, in general. But he was the one that got me on the path doing Justice Act. Mm -hmm. That, that would have made more sense in that aspect. But it was still pretty cool. I liked what they did with it. I just think it would have been better that way personally well i mean i'm kind of reaching because i'd love to show in comics in, in in transition into film or television they take liberty and recreating some characters in the origin i'm okay, okay with that i mean i really don't know about the white dragon i know that he did exist in the comic books but i don't know in relation how it how it all falls in but again like these movies and films and shows it's like they're elseworld stories they are i'm perfectly fine with the change and i think they did a, a good change and relatively is actually very well done because at the end of the, uh, the season the way they did that puts Pe peacemaker even closer to how he was in the comics because peacemaker um hears the voices of his father in his helmet in the comics and that's his driving well, force well we'll see that in season two i i hope so because it looks like they're well, going to keep we, a Robert yeah. Patrick. And I love his portrayal to uh, like how he handles himself. The racism he says to the agent. Oh, my God. Yeah. But sometimes he's, uh, he tries to make comebacks. And they're like really stupid comebacks. And then the agent's like, really, is that the best you got? Is that, that's all you want? <laughs> Her comeback is like, then you must be like a fork. Because he calls her chopsticks. Yes. He, do, uh, he does. He does. Uh, what about you? The only thing that I didn't really like was the cow. The kaiju? It was, yeah, <laughs> that was a little, off, that was a little off. Cause when, when they, when they showed it, it was like, that's the cow. <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just. It just seemed weird to me. They're literally it's milking the, it. Well, but you don't see that until the last episode. No, you see it. Episode seven too. Yeah. But I mean, like mm. the cow doesn't show itself until up at the end of episode seven. So even if you didn't see it then, it's, yeah. like, it's literally giant udders that are being like, milked yeah but you know with the big eyes and like you were saying the one tooth mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just it's like a giant caterpillar baby being milked and every time i would see it yeah i'm thinking of meet the fockers you know robert de niro is like 
Can you milk me? Oh, oh my gosh. I mean, that's the second time where James Gunn, or maybe no, it's not the second time because he did it with Guards in the Galaxy, like a big kaiju character because he had mm -hmm. it with High School, with Star Wars. Yeah. And then you have it here with the cow. Yeah. Uh, Even Economos yeah. mentions it. He goes, like, not another kaiju. He's like, no, no, no way. No more kaijus. Yeah, he freaked yeah. out. For me, it was Judo Master. I had a big ass problem with him. Mm -hmm. It's not his fault. It's not the character because that's how the character was. And it says, well, there's two Judo Masters actually in the comic books and a female version. But for someone who's a Judo Master, he didn't do any Judo. Maybe for one. I feel like they just Are called you, him Judo Master and he actually does other, like they say he does multiple martial arts. He just doesn't do act, like one style. But, but if you're a master of Judo. You would think you, you would, would do some, some Judo. I mean, that I does mean, make there sense. There were times where he was being thrown around, you know, and, and then, then he's saying, saying Kiai. I'm like, I know that's written in the comics. And I know that because people who wrote in the comics didn't know back then what they were doing. Mm -hmm. Of course, in the 70s or early 80s, you know, so you wanted them to be politically correct. It's not about that. It's about being correct. But back yeah. then, when you're being a judo master, no one knew what judo was, really, unless you actually practice it. They just knew that it was part of the martial art and they thought all martial arts were the same back then. You know, as we know by now, I hope that judo is a gentle art, gentle way. It's about throwing, it's, you know, you tossing and then it's also a component of jujitsu. But also, kiai is a Japanese word for yell so when he's saying kiai he's saying actually yell <laughs> yeah well he kind of almost said it what it meant but it's just a more of a, a sounded breath that's what it is and is you know to help give power and get your adrenaline up things of that nature so when he's doing, doing that, that i'm like really and then i couldn't help him but he did look like a turtle he does all it, green if you look at his outfit yeah. he does kind of like especially the helmet. But it's funny because like I'm pulling up his bio as a character and it says like his fighting style, and just to emphasize on this, is it to be compromised of judo, karate, capoeira, Muay Thai, Krav Maga, and Jiu Jitsu. And what we saw was karate. Mm -hmm. Some capoeira, I guess say capoeira. There was Maybe, some yeah. luchador wrestling. Maybe Krav Maga at one point, like when he got on like, not not Krav Maga, uh, Muay Thai, I'm thinking like, um, Boxawa, you like went with the knees to the, uh, and elbows. Right. Not so much so, jujitsu I mean, that I can remember. There's different types of jujitsu also. You have, you know, Japanese jujitsu, then jujitsu, small circle jujitsu. So, I mean, there's different aspects of it. I was just waiting for him to take off his mask so we can actually. No, face. but he always ate those flaming hot Cheetos. I was just wondering since his voice was so high that maybe that they were combining from the comics the original judo master, which was a male, and then the female judo master that they made his voice so high or maybe that's his real voice i don't know i haven't i know he's been in other projects but i never saw him that was my only gripe his name did not follow what he was doing and i had an issue with bayou a major issue with her and for those you know who haven't watched the show yet adabayo is literally waller's daughter which mm -hmm. no one ever heard of until probably now polar opposite of waller she doesn't want to kill anyone she doesn't want to hurt anyone's feelings mm -hmm. you know she's like a pacifist in a way but in the final episode, we see that she can lay it down. Yeah. But like a lot of stuff that's happened was because of her. I mean, so I was, they all kind of messed up. I won't. Peacemaker messed up. Vigilante. Economos. The only one that didn't really mess up pretty big were Murr and Hardcore. Otherwise, well, they all pretty yes. much messed up at one point or another. But no, her more so. Like, okay, in the final episode, he has to the walkie talkie to give the commands to the helmets. And then she drops it because her hands are sweaty. Girl, if you knew your hands are sweaty, if you knew you had this issue that when you're excited or nervous, you're going to do that. You give it to someone else 
or you hold tighter. You so you you know what I'm saying? You could also and say then, uh he kind of also also dropped the bag literally when he saw the cow and and then quite literally broke his leg just going over a fence in the simplest maneuver. Oh my gosh. <laughs> right. He put Kamala, Peacemaker's dad in jail. But the thing is he's not a field agent. He's Neither always was behind she. the scenes. He's like, she was trained to be. Dude, you saw when she took out the butterflies. Mm-hmm. He had the training. He had none. He only beat Judo Master because Judo Master was hit by the truck and was crawling away. True. And so he snuck up on behind him and started hitting him with the crowbar <laughs> several times, which I'm surprised that crowbar didn't, you know, break the skull. Judo Master was also shot in the chest and walked that off. Yeah, I know. I was like, what? <laughs> right. By her. That if she just let him and Peacemaker fight, you know, he would have gotten an answer. That's what he was trying to do. She interfered at the wrong times or she messed up a lot. She tried to save Peacemaker and what she does she do? She just torpedoes right by him and hits a wall. I was like what no, because that one that was the torpedo helmet. That's not her fault. (laughs) It it is her fault. You know why? Who is ready to be launched? Oh no, she said activate this. She yeah, Yeah. see hello. So she was prepared for it. And then who who lost that the floating helmet? That well she said activate the the anti grav. That was her fault, yes. Right. But I'm talking about the torpedo. No one's ever prepared to be launched like a torpedo. But she said it, she (laughs) grabbed the helmet, she knew what it was. I'll give you this about her. I didn't like what she did at the end about snitching on the uh task force x and everything like that i thought she was gonna get come up with a new life because she was able to manipulate others throughout the series mm-hmm. so i thought mm-hmm. she was gonna like come up with a new lie that will actually cover for peacemaker instead of just confessing everything and snitching on everybody well the thing is she and, was not her mom and but she, the, she does have her mom in her you see that through the show that there are aspects of her mother that are there. That's how she talked vigilante into going into the jail and how she, you know, manipulated people in the background because she thought mm-hmm. she was doing the right thing. So well, she does. Have also, her mom she was, but she was following some of her mom's orders too, because mm-hmm. her mom wanted the diary to yeah. frame. And you could tell that she was, she, she had a hard time with that in the sense of like, she didn't want to do it, but he was following her mother's orders. And the story of her and her wife. That was eh. neat. Yeah, that part I would say, like, the, the her and her wife, like, you could literally have everything about her, and the wife really was not necessary to be seen. Right. You can have her, you know, calling her mm-hmm. or, or show her at the end. Like, you know, like when, when you see the wife out. in the opening credits, you think she's going to have a more pivotal role. Mm-hmm. And for all we know, she may have had a more pivotal role. And there may be scenes that are out there that just got cut. Yeah, maybe season two will be something else. I thought at one point no. the wife may have been a butterfly, too. Mm-hmm. It would have made sense. Yeah. If I had to get rid of something that I didn't like, I was not a fan of the wife. I didn't think she it, was it, necessary. It made no relevance to the story at all. And the mm-hmm. dogs, too. Okay, uh, Wicked Witch. And your dogs, too. Well, get rid of well, her yeah, dogs. Well, yeah, because the wife and the dogs were were like a package oh. deal. They well, were, I understand they that because they were trying to get like an animal clinic going and like a rescue and stuff like that. Visually, we didn't need to see it, is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Now, let's not overlook one of the best cameos ever, I think, in the DCEU world, where in the beginning of episode eight, they brought up the Justice League. They bring up the Justice League throughout the entire series because well, Peacemaker yeah, but- always, always making up this weird outlandish things of why he hates the Justice League and why uh, some of them are, they're not real heroes. They're not this. But I'm going to go into one rant about that later. But I know what you're going to talk about. Uh, Finish your thoughts. It's all right. No, I mean, yeah, he talked about it. It wasn't every episode, but throughout the season, yes. Mm-hmm. But 
it was again brought up because that team was facing all those butterflies, had to take down the cow, all that stuff. And they felt there was a job too big for them. So they brought up the Justice League. And after they saved the day or saved the earth, as they're walking away, what do we see? We see the silhouette of Superman, the silhouette of Aquaman, silhouette of Flash, silhouette of, of Wonder Woman, not Batman. And then they walk by after Peacemaker curses them out. And I was like, it's Jason Momoa. And then the camera gets to him and says, that is Jason Momoa. And then you have the Flash. Ezra Miller. I was like, holy crap. But of course, he did not see Clark. He did not see Diana because Cha-ching. And I love the fact that he had the old Aquaman armor from his film. And of course, the Flash had his old armor. So of course, it's not Flashpoint yet. But I love that they still kept it. Yeah, DCEU to confirm that it's still part of that world. They kind of made it official. They even made a comment to, to tell to tell Amanda Waller, you know, bring on the Justice, bring in the Justice League. And they're like, well, they're not going to get there in time. A few moments later. No, you didn't bring up yeah, the whole. I did. Yeah, no, I did. Did he bring up the he whole did. Amanda Waller? Yeah, yeah, I said they shot it down. He no. They, no. He asked for the Justice League and they shot it down. Okay. When Wait, you, you didn't say Waller. No, I know no. it wasn't specific. The person. Well, I did. Oh, she, oh, brought, okay. she brought those, uh, the facts. But it oh, is kind of funny okay. that, like, even at that tail end, like, they are still making fun of Aquaman and, like, his relations with fish. And he goes, that's not even true. Right. And Ezra Miller goes, like, no, no, that's true. Yes, it is. <laughs> they're, like, cussing at each other. And you can hey, see Ezra Miller you. laughing. Okay. I think it's safe to say that we all like it. Is it perfect? No, but it's pretty damn close for a superhero show. It rivals MCU shows in one way or another. Granted, MCU does not use vulgarity or go so extreme with the violence. Mm-hmm. But it's done well in comparison to Titans as another good series, I think. I don't think Titans has like the comedic or the... No, it's, it's more serious. Yeah. You, you have... Yeah. I mean, Doom Patrol the, had more comedy between the two. Right. Yeah. And Doom, Doom Patrol, excuse me. Yes, thank you. So you have right now Titans, Doom Patrol, and... Peacemaker, but they're not part of the DCEU. Titans and Doom Patrol, no, they're not. You can argue the uh, Arrowverse from CW is in the DCEU because they've had that crossover, like even though it was a split moment where Ezra Miller's character actually crossed over. Um, Yeah, but but then then if that's the case, case, then Titans and Doom Patrol, because on that crossover they had, they showed Doom Patrol and they showed Hawk and Dove. So you could say everything is all related in, if you want to bring in that aspect. We could. No. <laughs> well, I mean, let's put it this way. Um, to kind of pull it back home, like I've heard people kind of compare Peacemaker to, in not a bad way, a softer version of The Boys. Where The Boys is mm-hmm. like a, you know, it's mm-hmm. it's got action, it's got comedy, it's got like excessiveness, but it's kind of like listening to Howard Stern is very abrupt in your face about a lot of stuff like a shock jockey would peacemaker is dialed down you're still gonna get a little bit of shock you get that all mm-hmm. you get some action oh, yeah. some comedy it is not for kids far from it but it's not to the point where you're watching like the boys and you're like i'm watching this almost to see what gratuitous thing is gonna happen now not in a bad way but you know just to see that you you actually have a pretty good story that's entertaining and fun and it's just mm-hmm. it's a good time it's a good ride mm-hmm. at least that's how i perceive it and, and like and that was the kind of discussions i've had with other people and peacemaker is like the dc's version of the punisher technically yeah 
just more comical. So let's wrap this up. Is Peacemaker that is streaming now on HBO Max worth the watch or waste of time? Adan. Worth the watch. Kimberly. Worth the watch. Angel. Worth the watch. There you go. Three worth the watch. So if you have HBO Max. And you <laughs> if you have HBO Max, check it out. Especially if you like the Suicide Squad. Especially if you like James Gunn's work. Especially if you like John Cena. And he, guess what? You can see him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's in every episode. And he's got a very awkward looking body uh, for the build yeah like but like so i even pointed it out well he has that one vein that goes like yes oh all right that will be it for us so guys thank you so much for joining us if you have a comment if you've seen peacemaker please comment below what your thoughts were what was your one of your favorite moments your favorite episode which one did you not like do you agree with any of our thoughts am i a jerk for not liking master or out of bio what have you until next time we'll be the next time i am angel i'm a don and this is kimberly love you guys bye latest